Home is where you feel safe. For me, home is a、uh, family. Number one,、uh, my parents. Let me be specific. Hi, and welcome to Hometown, a podcast from Episcopal Migration Ministries, or EMM, the Refugee Resettlement Ministry of the Episcopal Church. My name is Callie Muley Alexander, intern for West Virginia Interfaith Refugee Ministry, a partner of EMM. Allison and Kendall, your podcast hosts, are currently at the 79th General Convention of the Episcopal Church, exhibiting in Booth 410 in the exhibit hall and sharing EMM with more than 10,000 people attending General Convention. We've got some special things for you in today's episode: voices from across the country and the Episcopal Church talking about why they support refugees, and also an interview with Mad Priest Coffee Roasters. Mad Priest Coffee Roasters' mission is to craft excellent coffee, educate the curious, and champion the displaced. They work closely with EMM's partner in Chattanooga, Tennessee, Bridge Refugee Services, as a community supporter, partner, and an employer of refugees resettled through EMM and Bridge. Mad Priest is with EMM at General Convention through today, July 6th, which is also when their own Kickstarter campaign ends at 11:59 p.m. The Kickstarter is helping Mad Priest expand so they can continue to grow their business, give back to the community, and hire more refugees. You'll hear more about them in the interview, but make sure to check out their website in the podcast notes and support their Kickstarter: www.madpriestcoffee.com. Without further ado, here's the episode. Hi, everybody. This is Allison Duval, and this is Kendall Martin. And today in the exhibit hall, we talked to a lot of folks about why they support refugees. We're so excited to bring you these voices from across the Episcopal Church about why this ministry matters so very much. Why do you support refugees? I support refugees because、uh, I live with a refugee, and I am I am neighbors with like hundreds of refugees, and and I think this is the right thing to do as a Christian. And I don't think there should be confusion about love your neighbor as yourself in in any interpretation, in any culture. My initial support for refugees comes、uh, because I am the granddaughter of an immigrant, and were it not for the fact that he was allowed into this country. Um, my family would not be here today, and I feel that all God's children should have equal opportunity to be a part of this great country. I support refugees because Jesus was a refugee, and we have an obligation to support and to love and to care for our brothers and sisters in Christ. I was raised to be neighborly, and with an understanding that friendship is about helping one another out when there's difficulty. I think I support refugees mostly because、um, refugees have always been a really good asset to a community,、um, and to me, they're potential friends. Well, I support refugees because we were all refugees once, and we've come from different places to this country.、Uh, it's been who who we've been as a people. And it's what makes us strong together.
Well, hey, podcast listeners, Allison Duval and Kendall Martin here from Episcopal Migration Ministries recording an episode of the Hometown Podcast from General Convention. And we're really excited to have with us this morning Michael Rice and Tariq Idris from Mad Priest Coffee Roasters in Chattanooga, Tennessee. They are close friends and partners with EMM's Refugee Resettlement Affiliate in Chattanooga, which is called Bridge Refugee Services. So thank you both so much for joining us. Absolutely. We're glad to have you. Well, we wanted to get the conversation started by asking Michael some questions about the mission of Mad Priest Coffee Roasters. You have a really unique mission that really attracted EMM to the work that you all do. So can you tell us a little bit about Mad Priest? Yeah, so uh, I've been in the coffee industry for uh, quite a while now. And when my wife and I were working in the industry in India, kind of unexpectedly our most regular customers ended up being Syrian and Iraqi refugees. Um, and so I think that experience kind of led us to pursue this idea of combining a social mission with coffee. Um, and it just kind of started to make sense. My wife even actually grew up in Clarkston, Georgia, which is one of oh, the yeah. most diverse refugee populations in the United States. It's like United, Uni- States. United Nations of Southeast basically, US. Yeah. <laughs> basically. So, um, so between her growing up there, my experience with those refugees in India, and then kind of just our cultural background, having traveled quite a few places, it just made sense to kind of pursue that as the arm of the social arm of the business that we wanted to do. Because when we set up Mad Priest, it was a triple bottom line business. So we have the environmental arm and the social arm. And for us, like the the burning passion for being a part of the being a part of a solution to the growing crisis of refugees was thing that made the most sense. Yeah. And can you tell us the, I know it's a three line, three phrase mission statement. Yeah. So our mission <laughs> I love statement, my Mad Priest t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's craft excellent coffee, educate the curious and champion the displaced. Um, and the mission statement kind of represents what I mentioned a second ago about the triple bottom line business. So basically that's a, a term coined uh, by entrepreneurs who are trying to do good in their business. Instead of having just the bottom line, you have the triple bottom line, the other two being social and environmental. Mm. And so the the mission statement kind of reflects that. So Craft Excellent Coffee, that's our bottom line. That's our product. That's what drives the business and the company. Educate the Curious is uh, kind of encompasses all those things, but uh, educating on both coffee, quality of coffee, the farmers, but also on the refugee crisis, mm. um, both on a local level and a global level. And then championing the displaced is obviously the social side. So um, trying to reflect that in both who we hire, but also um, how we talk about it and give people more knowledge on how they can play a role and things like that. So That's awesome. Well, and we're, a lot of people are interested in the name Mad Priest. Um, one of the reasons we were so interested to, to get to know you all and learn about your company and your mission to champion the displaced was that you have a great name <laughs> that Episcopalians really love. So tell us where did the name Mad Priest come from yeah well I was uh, in between stints in India we were on business visas so we had to leave every six months and my wife and I were traveling in uh, Russia and at the time I was kind of two things happened I was reading The Count of Monte Cristo by Alexandre Dumas one of the greatest adventure novels of all time Um, but then I was also like really exploring all these massive orthodox churches while we were there Mm -hmm. so between that and then reading the book um the name just kind of appeared in my head, but the name is technically a reference to the novel uh, Abu Faria, who's the character in the prison, who basically empowers Edmond Dantes to become the Count, gives him the treasure map, and kind of teaches him everything he knew. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So Abi Freya kind of representing this idea of hope and opportunity. Um, because Edmund Dantes, uh, in, in one sense, kind of represented the life of a refugee. He was just a normal working man who had done nothing wrong and was forced into a dark, deep, dark prison and had really no way of escape or ever believing that he would have a life again. Um, and so that novel kind of struck a chord with this same reality of refugees who living a normal life and then all of a sudden get stuck into a quote-unquote prison, mm-hmm. uh, which, well, a lot of times is a prison in, in refugee camps, but even entering a new foreign land. Mm-hmm. So there's just all these crazy overlaps, and so kind of wanting to take coffee as a product and use that as the means of which Abi Freya did with his intellect and give hope and opportunity to refugees, uh, both in an employment sense, but also in bigger ways than that, whether it's helping them advance into... Uh, whatever it is they want to pursue, whatever mm-hmm. kind of career, or just giving them the tools they need to succeed and be integrated well in society, because that's definitely an issue we see a lot of times, is the lack of ability to integrate, mm-hmm. um, which I don't think we can understand sometimes unless we've lived in another culture. So, mm. well, Very cool. Thanks so much. Yeah. Excited to hear about where the name came from. And we're also excited that Tariq Idris, who's originally from Sudan, is here. And Kendall's going to ask some questions yeah. of Tariq. Yeah. Yeah. So you were resettled through Bridge Refugee Services in Tennessee, which is one of EMM's affiliates um, from your home country of Sudan. And can you tell our listeners a little bit about your home country of Sudan? Yeah, it's a Sudan. I uh, live in uh, uh, Western Sudan in Darfur. Uh, after the, 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 the war started in Darfur, and after that to, uh, to move to Egypt, and to Egypt, and after that to come to America here. And now I am saved, um, and my family also saved, and everything is good. And so now that your home is in Tennessee, what, what does home mean to you? Yeah, the Tennessee, and. Um, Chattanooga, um, um, uh, it's really good home for me. Uh, is uh, all the people is like me, and uh, when it's come, the, the volunteers is uh, doing uh, a lot of job for me and for my family, and uh, I love that. Mm-hmm. And so, how long have you been working for Mad Grease Coffee? Uh, one year and five months. Maybe. And what's yeah. that experience been like for you? Uh, in my place, it is good uh, uh, opportunity for me. Uh, I'm learning about the coffee, and now I'm support my my family and my family in Sudan also. I, in the camp, I'm supporting him now. I'm uh, sending him money sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, in my place, uh, the coffee is have a lot of friends and. Uh, uh, yeah, a lot of good things, yeah. yeah. And based on your experiences since you've been um, here in the States, what do you wish uh, you could tell people about refugees? What do you wish And also I need could... to talk about my, uh, a little bit for uh, experience uh, now. Uh, in Sudan, I'm not drink coffee. I'm oh. tea drinker, but now <laughs> okay. I'm tasting coffee. I know this is Colombian, this is Guatemala, and this is uh, and this Kenyan how to test that, and uh, also make uh, uh, a lot of sp- uh, in the espresso machine, just like latte and cappuccino and uh, 
uh, yeah, a lot of things. And uh, Michael also is helped me too much. Yeah, I'm saying him thank you here. Uh, before where you can start, my English is not good. Uh, it get me the, the teacher in the in the math place. Maybe two hours uh, you can teach me after the work and uh, put me a lot of up just like resistor uh, in my uh, tablet. And yeah, a lot of work. So now you're a coffee drinker? Yeah, now I'm <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I'm, he has today, coffee this morning. Yeah, yeah today, today I have the cup before coffee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's uh, your favorite coffee? Colombian. Colombian? Yeah. Okay. I love it. Colombian with uh, half and half milk is really good. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm telling the people about the refugees. The refugee is. Uh, it's a good people, but it's coming from the terrible place sometimes, but it's a, the good people and can do good job and you can maybe to, to push together in the, in the, uh, yeah, the, the, it's a good people, yeah, refugees, yeah, it's not the, the bad people, but it's the good people and, yeah. And you told us last night about your children. Yeah, I have uh, my wife and three boys. And now uh, uh, my wife is learning about uh, nursing, maybe uh, about one year to work at the nursing to help the people here also. And my boys in the school now is doing well. And everything is good, yeah. I love it, yeah. I will get my kids and say, I'm telling him yeah. my story also yeah. to my kids. This first time to tell him, uh, maybe the Muhib is very old after that. Right, and, right. Uh, just like to refugees and to come to work, start, maybe rest it, maybe, uh, maybe you can uh, prison in the camp and after that to left and to come. Uh, a different place. Some people to go Kenya. Some people to go uh, Uganda. Some people to go Egypt. After that, to come back uh, to wait. I'm, I wait in the Egypt about ten years, mm. and after that to come here. And uh, now this is just like the eight months after the the escape away, and after that to work at Madrid and come American. Uh, I'm confusing. Okay, this is a big place. It's a different. Uh, Everything is different with Africa and here. Mm-hmm. And uh, after that, we start to work and to go to work by my uh, my feet to ride the bus and to raining and to get my umbrella. But now I'm good. I have a car and my people, uh, my son in the in the school and my wife is learning about the nursing. Everything is good. I'm saying thank you for Imam and thank you for Michael and thank you for Bridge and everyone. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. We're so glad you're here. Thank you. I'm sorry for uh, my English is not no. so better. But Your English is wonderful. Yeah, no, it's wonderful. You're doing a great job. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I'd love to hear a little bit. This is, listeners, this was not in the script for the interview, but I'd love to hear a little bit about, um, you know, you're a major player in working in Chattanooga and in Tennessee to make the space welcoming for immigrants and refugees. Um, what are your experiences living there as a newcomer and being a business leader, like with the current um, 
the current environment, which is not as hospitable as we would hope for, for newcomers to our country? How do you interact with that as a business leader? How do you experience it um, as a newcomer? Yeah, I mean, I'll start, but I would love to hear Tadeg's thoughts. So when we first launched, I thought that was going to be more of an issue. Um, and to be honest, I don't think I've ever had a negative experience with a customer. Mm. Um, and and Tadeg's the face of the shop. I mean, when you walk in, he's the one that greets you and makes drinks and, and things like that. So people know, well, they may not know our mission per se, but they... They know he's not from here, you know, pretty quickly. Um, and that was a concern also, not just because of the, the political climate, but also we are located next to a bakery that's been around since 1953. And a lot of their clientele, the demographic is one that we would presume would have some sort of hesitancy or certain opinions. Never once have we had an issue. And we have, I mean some amazing country rural folks that come in after the donut to get coffee and they're the kindest, nicest people and they know Tadeg's not from here and they engage with him and ask where he's from. And so I think that's actually been really encouraging to realize I think we upplay a lot of times what we see online and in the news to be something that's not necessarily always the case as far as the everyday consumer and the average person whether they voted for a certain person or not, whether they do or don't like the idea of refugees, they're still extremely uh, kind, welcoming, caring people. Um, and never once have we felt threatened or, or has someone, like, had an issue. So well, and a lot works. of it's just about creating relationship mm -hmm. and getting to know people. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. what has your experience been, Tarek? Being the face of Mad Priest, <laughs> you're the face of the coffee shop. Yeah, the, the, the normal question, uh, sometimes the people ask me, where are you from, original? I'm saying I'm from Sudan, oh, welcome to America, or something like that. As there is no, uh, every two, uh, one year and a half now, I'm working there, uh, everyone you can ask me, he said, me, uh, yeah, welcome to America, or something like that, maybe to come again, and to ask me, I am visit Africa, to visit Kenya, and close the Sudan, and South Sudan, or South, in the Kurdufan, or something like this. He's mm -hmm. very good people. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's really good. Mm -hmm. So, our podcast is called Hometown, because we like to talk about the concept of home, and we always ask our listeners, what is home to you? Yeah. So, what is home to you, Michael? Um, so, if, if I answered that a year ago, I probably would have said, like, anywhere where my girls are, my wife and my two girls, um, because they're, like, my life, and kind of, yeah, I, I, I can imagine moving anywhere and it's still being home because of them, but honestly, having been in Chattanooga three years and just the, the things that we've done and grown, I would definitely call Chattanooga home, like, I feel... Um, like that's my place that I'm going to be for a very long time. Part of that's because of the people, part of that's because of our business. And, and then kind of a, a third level of home, like our shop is my home. Like I spend a lot of time there. It's my second family, all my staff. So home is kind of like multifaceted, you know, between my family, but definitely feel like Chattanooga is my home, but, but the shop as well specifically. So. And what is home to you? Uh... I will say my home now is uh, 
I am great here in Chattanooga. Uh, the good things, love, and uh, my back home in Sudan, I get the, the bad about that. Maybe uh, a lot of things is not good for me, but now I am saved and my family is saved and my kids going to school. Uh, I say the Chattanooga is my home. And the mud priest also is my home. I love the coffee now. I uh, Before that, but now I love the coffee and to work with the customer and talking to him. Yeah, my home is uh, Chateauga and after that, the mud priest. Yeah, and, and one thing too, when so a lot of times home represents a physical space, right? Like yeah. your safe walls, your home. Mm-hmm. But when you first moved here, you were in an apartment complex that wasn't, a great place yeah so and you recently moved six months ago maybe yeah to the new house you're in yeah so if you want to share 30 seconds like why did you move and why does your new home feel like more of a home yeah i think you guys feel more yeah after the camp i'm living in the uh, apartment it's not safe it's uh, a little bit it's uh, it's not clean or a lot of something is not good but now I'm moving to uh, to house a big house, but uh, good no, uh, good never good for me, and uh, it's very quiet and very sad. Uh, I'm very happy with that, with this home, yeah, this new home for me. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Great house. I need to talk about uh, the name of the matrix. Michael has put me the movie about the. The, the, the Contamento Cristo, mm-hmm. I see this movie maybe seven times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, um, every day, sometimes I can watch this movie. I, uh, I, I feel one day just like Edmond. And after that, the war started, arrested me, and after that, to come Egypt and to come American and work at the Matrix. Now I'm uh, just like to get the freedom and get the anything, yeah, I sometimes I look this name just for for me. Uh, the, 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 I get the opportunity for me and my family, yeah, and uh, if the Edmund rested and after that to escape, to meet the, the priest in the prison and after that to escape and get away, mm-hmm. I see this movie for me, yeah. Is uh, uh, I love the, the the name. I love the the, the mud place. So you actually feel like you relate yep. to the character. Yeah. Of Edmund. Yep. Yeah. I've never had that conversation. That's so great. That's kind of, that's kind of <laughs> right. Cool. Yeah. Uh, that's great. Uh, well, Michael, why don't you tell us about the Kickstarter campaign? Because I know that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Spotlight. Yeah. Let's... <laughs> um, so. We're about two and a half years old as a company, uh, but we've always been in the same 300 square feet, very, very tight space. Um, and this fall, um, I have partnered with um, one of Chattanooga's finest, probably the finest uh, designers and contractors and woodworkers uh, to create a full-on retail space. Uh, it's going to be a full coffee and cocktail bar with food and everything. Um, and we're going to, yeah, I'm really excited about it because... One, we could really showcase a lot of the drinks that we can't do right now because of our size. Um, but on the social side, um, 
we obviously will be able to hire a lot more refugees. So we're already working with Bridge on finding candidates for that who are interested in maybe doing food in the back or actually getting into hospitality in front of house uh, services. Um, we'll also be the first cafe, so on the environmental side of the triple bottom line, to be 100% compostable mm. and be doing some really cool things and working with a lot of local farmers as well for the food. Um, so anyway, all that saying, we're really excited. We're actually running a Kickstarter uh, partly because we wanted to make it a communal effort. We really wanted people to feel a sense of ownership with the new space because of what we're trying to do with it. Um, and really that goes for anyone, not just local Chattanoogans. So there's several tiers of the campaign that actually can be shipped um, to anywhere in the States. And uh, we have until tomorrow night at midnight. July 6th at midnight. <laughs> July 6th at midnight. It ends, and we're at about 75% of our goal. And the way Kickstarter works is if we don't reach our goal, we don't get a dime. So, um, yeah, we'd love for you to check it out. I'm sure there's a link somewhere on this. Yeah, we're going to put them in the podcast notes, listeners. So please do check it out. Yeah, check it out. Get you some good Mad Priest coffee. And if you're ever in Chattanooga, stop by and see us. Well, and talk about at the 250 pledge level for the Kickstarter campaign. What can churches get? <laughs> yeah, well, so right now the $250 campaign tier is is a six-month coffee subscription, and it comes with some of the other swag items as well. But um, honestly, we can customize that. So if a church says, hey, I mean, I'm pretty sure all of you guys drink coffee in the church. There's um, an Instagram account called Episcopalians for Good Coffee. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, you know, depending on your rector, we all know some of them have terrible sermons and are really boring. So definitely, I'm going to need that coffee. We don't know who that might be. <laughs> and I can say that because, anyway. Um, so the $250 tier, we could easily customize that to ship you all the coffee up front, for example. Um, it depends on your size. If you go through a lot of coffee, it might be one Sunday, it might be two Sundays for a month, whatever. Um, but we can totally customize that to fit your needs based off that tier. Basically just match the value of that tier to how much coffee you want, um, and we would love for churches to get on board with that and at least serve our coffee for a little bit, but even if they want to keep serving it because it's that good, then we can talk about wholesale. So. Awesome. Well, and do stay in touch, listeners. Over time, we'll keep up our relationship with Mad Priest, and we'll have some interesting stuff coming down the pipeline um, from Mad Priest in the future. So, Tariq... And Michael, thank you so much for being here. Absolutely, thank you. It was fun. Thanks so much for joining us today for Hometown. From now through July 13th, EMM is running a t-shirt fundraiser campaign. Did you know that the Episcopal Church, through EMM, has long resettled and welcomed refugees? More than 90,000, in fact. It is part of who we are as followers of Jesus. Jesus said, I was a stranger and you welcomed me. It's time to share the message of welcome, loudly and proudly, to work to change hearts and minds, to be ministers of welcome and bearers of hope in the midst of a challenging and grave time, to proclaim that we hashtag support refugees. Proclaim that you welcome refugees with your very own EMM Support Refugees t-shirt. Your purchase supports our ongoing work to resettle refugees, educate communities, and equip advocates for welcome. Visit bit.ly slash emm t-shirts before July 13th and order your t-shirt today. Link in the podcast notes. This podcast was produced by me, Callie Muley Alexander, with the West Virginia Interfaith Refugee Ministry. Until next time, listeners, peace be with you and all those you consider home.